T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris thank you guys so much for listening we have uh, a very special episode today special special as uh, we are basically going to do a brewery takeover but because we can't go to breweries we're going to do an on the phone takeover and drinking the beer takeover <laughs> Um, so we are going to talk about Brewery 26 today. You say, who? Who's that? Say what? Uh, I hadn't heard of them until the other day when they reached out to me and uh, were saying, hey, we're a new brewery. The timing of our situation has been dreadful. Uh, would you be willing to pub us on the podcast? And I was like, well, absolutely. Um, they gave us some beer, which we are going to be drinking during this segment. We are going to be interviewing their founder, Andy Shaw, next segment. And then we will pick one of their beers for beer of the week as well. So it's basically a takeover episode yep. without being able to go to the brewery spot. Uh, Brewery 26 is a place that opened their tap room on March 6th <laughs> on Southeast Powell and 59th. And they were going to open a, a, well, they were going to sign a lease for a brewing building because currently they're brewing out of their garage. I would call it a production facility. That is a more correct term. Uh, don't mind me. And uh, their production facility, they, they, they gave their permit into the city on March 17th. Guess what March 17th was? Day one. Day one. So they could not get the permit to do that. Day Obviously, one of the rest of my life. <laughs> not the rest of your life, we hope. But I guess who the hell knows at this point. Um, but they were open for 10 days as a tap room. It's so wild. And they had to close down. So it's a pretty interesting story. We'll talk to Andy next. Uh, we'll, we'll save the details for the interview in terms of how this has gone and all that kind of stuff moving forward. But... Uh, that is basically what we're going to be doing today. We'll be drinking some Brewery 26 beer, talking them a little bit. And also, I'm, I'm, I do want to talk in this first segment before we bring them on. Um, they're labeled as a nano brewery, mm -hmm. which I've never heard of before. Yeah. So I want to just broach that topic a little bit here before we dive into the interview as well. Um, you can find us all over the place. Instagram.com slash beers and us is where you can find us on Instagram. If you want our personal pages because you like to stalk us individually, that's cool. Uh, I am at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick is at P Diddy 085 on Instagram. And then you can find the podcast where you should be subscribing, rating and reviewing. Damn it. <laughs> On Apple Podcasts, Google Play, 1080thefan.com, radio.com, Omni, Stitcher, other assorted sites. Not Spotify, because they're jerks. But um, everywhere else you can get uh, you can get our podcast and uh, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you find us. It helps us out a lot. And then again, I know beer drinking is different at the moment, but uh, we are still a 1,000% down for you to send us what you're drinking on Instagram and DMs, and we will yeah. 
see them. And if we don't respond right away, apologies. Some of us, uh, well, both of us will look at it intermittently throughout the week. So, um, that's where you can probably most easily reach out to us on social media. Uh, we are drinking right now to start the podcast, a pale, the, the pofo pofo pale. I always called it fopo. Well, maybe that's, like foster pal. Yeah. Maybe that's why they did it differently. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we like pal more than foster anyway. Well, they're on pal. So that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. I still uh, always called it fopo. And, uh, this is the pale and I will go full disclosure on you here. We've already recorded the interview, even though I'm saying we're going to do that next. And we had one of their beers during the interview and it was delightful. And I was uh, very pleasantly surprised by that one. So I have very high hopes now moving forward for the rest of the beers that we're going to be drinking here on the podcast today. Yeah, I've heard of these guys before. I've seen Oregon Sun, the Hazy IPA, and the West Kolsch. I, and I think even this stout, Silent Rock Stout, they're kind of their three packaged beers. I've seen them on the shelves at places. Um, so I wasn't, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've actually had their beer Maybe I had an IPA from them. It wasn't this Oregon Sun. Maybe it was something else. But, uh, yeah, I have seen them around, and I think it's pretty crazy that they're able to survive in this climate right now. Um, so, uh, quickly, before we dive into Brewery 26, what was your week in beer like, minus being tied by a handcuff to the bar at Slabtown oh, and, yeah. and filling crowlers oh, yeah. for 12 hours a day. What else was your week in beer like, sir? Oh, I think in the last week I've made 500 crowlers. Ah, oh, that doesn't sound like that much. <laughs> wake, you, wake me up when you've made a thousand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's that. That's my life right now. Uh, killing, you know, 90 barrels of beer, one crowler at a time. Um, my week in beer, <clears throat> let's see, I've, let's see, our last podcast was Thursday, so I've worked every day since then. I had yesterday and today off. Nice. Today being Wednesday, as we're recording this, so I'll go back to work tomorrow. So I haven't done much. I mean, it's just, I've been working and I've been drinking ye old Breakside beer, been diving back into the flagship 22s and not just drinking Stay West and Rainbows and Unicorns, you know. What Rough Beast just hit 22s, which wasn't going to, but with all this, you can't sell beer to bars anymore, so we just put it back into bottles. So I'm excited to have one of those because I haven't had that yet. Um, but yesterday I did uh, get some takeout food from Grains of Wrath nice. yesterday and saw the boys over there. Uh, had some phenomenal food. Had this uh, ahi tuna salad. And Those the are bon- always delightful. And the Bon Me burger. Oh. It was super delicious. And I got two crowlers of Ticklish Warrior and one crowler of Vienna Lager. What is Ticklish Warrior? I don't know. Session what IPA. Mm, how was that? Uh, both crowlers were excellent. Good. Yeah. Well, we knew the Vienna Lager was excellent. <laughs> yeah. That's why I asked about Ticklish Warrior. Oh, I haven't Warrior. had the Vienna. I was saving the Vienna for tonight. Oh, you had two crowlers of Ticklish I, Warrior. I drank the two crowlers of Ticklish Warrior last night. Mm. That beer is great. How are you feeling? It was a session, so. Yeah, I feel fine. It's yeah. like 4-7. 4.7. That, yeah. That's my jam. Times four. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So 16, 17, 18. 18% total. That's, that's that, not how that's it works. That's not how that works. <laughs> uh, but so that's that. So a shout out to those guys that are doing uh, DoorDash um, with food and beer delivery. And, um, you know, they're a small crew over there too right now. And they, they've they got a bunch of crawlers that they pre-filled. And looks like they're working on a new canning canning run here. Coming close with Dystopia, Crypt Keeper. And EGA, I believe, um, built for another built for speed batch coming through. So 
My shout-out to a brewery this week would be our good friends at Grains of Wrath. Um, yeah, excellent food, excellent beer. That's really the only non-Breakside beer I've been able to drink this week. Uh, I've, I'm still able to go to New Seasons and get a couple of cans on Sundays, which is usually my tradition. I go there, get some food, and I How get some How long do you cans. have to wait in the line? Uh, I don't. I got into the grocery store exactly right when I walked in both times. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I waited maybe like a minute this time. Like I, I stood there. I was the second guy in line, and they're like, oh, you're fine to go in. Yeah, there's the one by my house, which is the Arbor Lodge on Rosa Parks and Interstate, and I drove past that this morning at like 8.30, and it was already out to Rosa. So it was probably 20 people deep in line waiting to get in, and then there's the one <clears throat> there's the one next door to Slabtown, and that one, there's just always a line on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I went Sunday at like 11.30, so Crazy. not exactly the busiest time. It was very empty in there when I went. Yeah. Um, I was able to pick up a couple of beers. Uh, I'd had this one before, uh, Berlick drink. Uh, nice. I had the I had the nice. Noble... I had the Noble Stout, which is mm. just their, it's like an export stout or like an oatmeal stout. It's very drinkable. Very they good. It? They did can it, yes. Um, I've had it before, but it was quite good. But the two that uh, were new to me that were uh, very, very good, I had the Emerging Sunshine from Block 15. Yep. It is a, they don't really, I mean, they don't really have interesting, they don't really say what their drinks are right. clearly. But it was basically like a Northwest IPA. Mm -hmm. uh, I hadn't had it before. I hadn't seen the cans before. It was very good. And um, I had the gold medal winning at GABF beer from Wander Brewing, which I've never had Wander before. Oh, yes. It's up in oh, Bellingham, yes. Washington. And I, again, I, I apologies for not remembering the exact name. I think it was just an export stout that they had. Really good. I had, I, I had two very easy drinking, great bodied stouts this weekend. And I was very happy about that. Nice, yeah. Wander's got a Wander's got a little bit of a trend going right now. They make all different kinds of stuff, and it's a great name for a brewery. <clears throat> yeah, and people people have tend to kind of gravitate towards that. I've had that emerging sunshine, right? Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Emerging sunshine. I had it a couple of times on draft before the craziness started, um, but I haven't had it in in package yet. I literally haven't had the need to go to a grocery store, so <clears throat> I haven't gone to a grocery store or haven't had the need to buy beer. So I don't even. I feel so out of the loop. I have no idea right now what's hitting shelves. And usually that's something like I kind of pride myself on. I got no clue what's going on. I also don't know if that necessarily matters anymore because I think what's hitting shelves is what people can put into cans. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's like, hey, we have new releases. It's like we need to get beer out and this is what we have. So here you go. Right. And I think I heard that new seasons might not be accepting any more new UPCs, any more new coded beer. So... If That's you have, disappointing. yeah. So if you have a new brand, a new skew, uh, this is just a rumor. I'm not quite sure if it's true yet. Um, that they might not be. So check your local bottle shops if they're still open stuff, or just go to the source. You know, that's kind of the the, the life we live in right now. I did go to Target yesterday though because I had to pick up uh, my Blu-ray copy of Rise of Skywalker. Ah, mm. uh, yes, the often bought Blu-rays now. I know. I just bought. I just bought it because now my collection is complete. Oh, okay. I don't even own a Blu-ray player. Gotcha. But I got the free digital code. I so watched Rogue One yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. That movie's I love baller. That movie. yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, so good, so good. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I was like, "Wait, Ray's not in this." Oh right, duh. Yeah, it's not, but it's really good. I enjoyed. No, it it's a lot. it's Jin Jin Urso. She's awesome. She is awesome. Yeah, great movie. Um, I could watch that movie a thousand times. They're gonna come out with a series. Of, uh, I think it's a TV show similar to Mandalorian, of Cassius, the the guy in it, mm -hmm. the guy hero, uh, like his tale before Rogue One. Mm. Because spoiler alert, 
They Everybody all die, dies. Except for Darth Vader. Spoiler alert, Darth Vader's in this movie? <laughs> He's pretty bad, A, too. Well, Leia doesn't die either, but she's not on the planet, so that's okay. No, she's also not really in the movie. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> she was very clearly there. Uh, especially, like, it came out when? 2018? And she looked just like she did in 1977? No, that movie's like four years old. No way. Uh-huh, totally, dude. Four or five years old. It came out right after The Force Awakens. Yes. Yeah. So 2017? No, man. I don't think I was working at, at Yale Breakside. 2016? 2016, maybe? To the machine. So you go Force Awakens 15, Rogue One 16. Last Jedi Last 17. Last Jedi 17. Solo Han Solo 18. 18 and, yeah. Suck it, dude. Don't you ever come at me like that again. I mean, did I come at you? I just was like, what? <laughs> don't at Are me, bro. Are you serious? <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, we will be bringing on Andy Shaw here in a couple of minutes, but uh, Brewery 26 is a nano brewery, mm -hmm. and that is not a term that I have heard before. Um, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, they're brewing out of their garage, right. so if you're not going to say small and you're not going to say very small, what's smaller than that but nano? Nano. But uh, is that like a much larger category of breweries in this city than I thought? Or is it, what is your knowledge of nano breweries? The nano brewery is, is somebody that basically makes like a thousand barrels or less a year. And they're doing it like out of their garage. They don't have an actual production facility. It's, I think that there is a, a nano brewery is basically any home brewer making larger amounts than a, than a traditional home brewer would, even to the point of being able to sell it. Interesting. So they have these. Is there a lot of these people? I think so. They're just. They're just, it's all like word of mouth. Or you go to things like the Nano Brew Festival, which they do every year, which is big. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that enter beer in that. And I know some of our people have even judged at that competition in years past. And it's just kind of there for everybody to just kind of showcase. And all it takes is, all it takes is one of your beers to have a good showing there. And all of a sudden people are like, hey, where can I get some of this beer? Because the homebrew community, they are very... Very supportive of each other, even more so, I would say, than the production craft breweries are, um, simply because they're on such a small scale that it's like, talk about fighting for the little guy. Like, those guys have each other's back. So tough. And they, they I feel like that is a community that geeks out about beer more so than some of us in the larger breweries, just because, like... Hey, Andy, how many people work for Brewery 26? And it's like, me and my brother, and right. that's it, <laughs> right. you know? So, I mean, that's what it kind of is. It's so hands-on, and you are the, you know, judge, jury, executioner, the face, the everything of your brewery. Um, so the community is there. It's just, I don't want to say it's like black market, but it's more like underground, you know, like underground hip-hop. You can love Jay-Z and Eminem, but then there's also... I do, by the way. But then there's also, you know, Brewery 26 and somebody else out there that I don't know, that I just haven't heard of, because I really don't know a lot of nano breweries. Well, that's that's what I was going to ask, and if you don't know, then you're not going to know the answer, but maybe this is more of a broad question to our listener base who's still out there. Hello, we love you. Um, hello! Hello, 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 um, Is Is there a place to go whether that's a website or a Facebook page or an untapped page or whatever, where uh, maybe not a list, but you find out the word of mouth of the nano breweries or the nano beer. Because to be honest, I don't know if I've seen Brewery 26 on a shelf before. Now, I don't frequent Southeast Portland exactly uh, all too much. I mean, I don't live over there. I go there to eat and, and when, when we could eat and drink when we could drink. But it was more like places that I was familiar with. 
is there a place to go find the the beers that are nano breweries that are kind of popular? No idea. So let us know. Yeah. It's Instagram.com slash beers and us. DM us. Tell us. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think that'd be something really cool in this kind of during this whole situation here with the COVID-19 and this and, you know, the the lies and in the way that things are going right now. I would love to dive into some nano breweries, into some little guys and just kind of see. Hey, it's supporting them. Uh-huh. Hey, it's supporting. And they probably need. They. Well. I don't know. Nano breweries might be in a better situation than anybody because their overhead's very low. Exactly, and they can just yeah. Wow, isn't that kind of crazy to think about? It is not. You would think that the smallest of the small would get killed off by right. this, but they don't have to keep up with all the bills yeah, and the it's paying. Al- of it's things. almost like nothing's changed, right? You know, and just, now just and- they you know we'll, we'll you know brewery twenty six. We'll talk about this again next with Andy, but they're doing deliveries of their cans, mm-hmm. and I mean they're doing things that everyone else is doing. But they're not making a lot of beer. That's a fact. That's the truth. I mean, I heard, you know, yeah, to think that Brewery 26 might be doing better than 10 Barrel in the Pearl wouldn't shock me. No. Nobody's downtown. Downtown's a ghost town. Yeah. They'll just have Big Brother bail them out, probably. Probably. Bunch of losers. (laughs) All right, so let's dive into the interview portion next. Andy Shaw, he is the founder of Brewery 26, and he runs it along with his brother-in-law, Keith. He was the one who reached out to us, so thank you, Keith, for reaching out. It's uh, it's it, it, It's been very, very fun doing this episode so totally. far, and uh, appreciate you bringing us some beer as well. One of their beers will be Beer of the Week, and it is one that won gold medal at the Nano Brewfest. Ooh, yeah. So uh, we'll be getting to that in a couple of segments. But coming up next, it is time for the interview with Andy Shaw here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Interview portion time here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. And uh, we are talking right now with Andy Shaw. He is the founder of Brewery 26. Andy, thank you so much for uh, hopping on today. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's great to be on. So your your business partner and brother-in-law, Keith, was uh, talking to me, and he said that you guys had basically the worst case of bad timing with the coronavirus uh, of basically any brewery. So do you want to share that story with our listeners? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, in, in some ways, you know, it's definitely the worst possible timing, but we're trying to see how we can use it to our advantage and grow. Uh, but, you know, basically I had started a nano brewery in my garage uh, three years ago with a friend. And, you know, we got started slowly selling to accounts and, uh, you know, participating in the nano beer festival each year and, uh, just, you know, try to slowly build a brand how we wanted to do it, getting our name out. And about eight months or so into the brewery functioning, he had to step away due to family and time commitments and things like that. So, I mean, everything ended great with him. Like, he's still a, a great friend and a huge supporter. Uh, and so I just, at that point, kind of ran with things on my own while working a full-time job. Uh, I was driving a garbage truck here in Portland, which in some ways was great. It's early mornings and gave me time in the afternoon to sell and brew and everything else that has to go into it. And uh, just kind of plugged away. You know, we ended up winning first place at the 2018 NanoFest, which definitely gave us a big boost in sales. And just, you know, started basically getting to be more than I could handle. So my wife went back to work a few months after that. Uh, which got us health care and some income. And then I just quit my job and kind of went for it. And then, uh, you know, we plugging away and doing our thing and slowly building accounts, uh, paired up with high road distribution, uh, when they first started, they were, we were their first, 
uh, brewery they represented. So that began in uh, January of 2019. And uh, so that definitely gave us a nice little boost. And then it was just trying to keep up. And, you know, around the same time or shortly after, uh, my brother-in-law, Keith, lost his job. Uh, he was in commercial insurance and he had been kind of wanting to get out anyway. And they ended up letting him go through a variety of circumstances. And so he kind of took the summer off while he tried to figure out what to do. And through many discussions we had together, kind of decided it'd be a good fit to give a, you know, a capital infusion he was able to provide plus really good business acumen. Uh, coupled with what I was doing on the brewing side and partnering with High Road as well, who was, you know, doing a really good job getting us into new stores and accounts. And uh, so at that point, we began looking for some commercial spaces, or actually a commercial space. Uh, we had one in East Portland, um, not far from our Ankeny location, that we were a couple days away from signing the lease on when we uh, building owner got cold feet and decided she didn't want to lease to us because of uh, we're still not 100% sure. She just kind of went a little crazy, I guess. Uh, so that fell through. And then while looking for another location to begin pursuing, we happened upon two locations that really fit our needs. And so we uh, were able to jump quickly on both of them. And so that's how we ended up with the uh, tap room on Powell. Uh, which was great to finally have the brewery on 26, uh, you know, since we named it after the highway. So perfect fit. It was kind of it was kind of fitting that we finally made it there, and uh, so we uh, we got that one open as quick as we could. I mean, almost the you know we hit our goal on opening and opened our doors on March 6th, just in time to be open for 10 days and then be told, nope, no more. <laughs> So at that point, we had to shift to, uh, we're open for takeout each day, and then we're doing deliveries in the evening. Uh, but just, you know, the support we've seen from the neighborhood already, and people just showing up every day, want, letting us know they're excited we're there, and they're looking forward to this whole coronavirus passing and being able to have that neighborhood spot. And really, that was one of our goals, is we wanted to be a neighborhood brewery, just somewhere for people in a small part of Portland that can show up have a pint, get to know one another, and just a place to connect and really enjoy life together. Well, and so that worked out great on that. That's got to be a good ego boost for you guys for, you know, you were open for 10 days, and there's not a lot of breweries out where you guys are. I mean, I guess what, Hub is probably the closest one, down 26 that way. But um, so it's just to have the outpouring of support after being open for just 10 days in that neighborhood that you guys are doing well, well, you know, all things considered during this this weird time. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 honestly like been just an amazing, uh, just feeling of being loved by the neighborhood and just being supported after such a short window that we were able to connect with people. Yeah, I mean, while we were working on the spot, we pretty much built the entire spot out on our own. It used to be a coffee shop, so it wasn't, you know, a lot of the basic infrastructure we needed was already there. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we tried to talk to everyone we could. They walked by on the street during those couple months and just tried to really connect with people. And it has really come through and people are, you know, showing up and getting stuff to go, ordering for delivery. Um, just enough that it's helping keep our doors open for sure. And, uh, you know, and then we're just trying to figure out our other location we signed on Ankeny, which we missed our submission to get our permits submitted by one day to the city of Portland. Uh, we tried to submit them on the 17th of March, and that was the first day they stopped receiving any new permit applications because of 
the whole thing. And the permits took a couple months because we had a couple couple changes throughout it. Uh, we opened the, the building up for Zwicklemania in February to kind of let people see this is what will be our brewery and get out samples. And, you know, we had a huge crowd show up that day. So after talking to people and seeing what they wanted out of the space, that kind of caused us to rethink a little bit of the layout that we had, um, which was great. You know, it's, that's one of our things is we want, we want to be a brewery for the people. Like beer is something that brings people together. And so anything we can do to help connect a huge variety of people is just music to our ears. Andy, I want to I want to take you back a little bit to kind of the pre-COVID nineteen days, back in the olden times when life was still fun yeah. and full of life. <laughs> what kind of challenges did you run into, or any fears or anything like that, in starting a new brewery in a town that, quite frankly, might have too many breweries? Uh, yeah, I mean that was very much on our minds um, in the early days of starting. Um, you know, part of part of how our brewery came about was. Uh, my friend Scott and I, who started it together, we, we just loved home brewing and kept building bigger and bigger systems together because we just had fun brewing together. And uh, so part of the brewery came out of just getting to a spot where our system was so big. We're like, man, this is as big as some of those nano breweries. And as we looked into it, uh, we, we thought it would be fun to do. And then if we figured if it takes off, that's great. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, but, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a crowded marketplace, but I think just, you know, focusing on quality and trying to connect with people, um, because yeah, I mean, people are, you know, I mean, it's a town full of a lot of breweries. Um, but then, you know, one of the things that helps us right now is everybody wants what's new, you know, what's, what new beer do you have? What, what thing haven't I tried? And so for most people, we are what's new because, They've never heard of us. How is the uh, distribution, again, before all this kind of went wonky, how is the distribution working for you guys? And I, I know you mentioned High Road was the distribution company you used, and they're, I was reading up on them a little bit before the interview. They're basically just for small barrel nano breweries, as, as you're calling it. Um, how has that been working, and what places have you been trying to get into, and has that been mostly a success up until this point? Yeah, overall, it's definitely uh, been working. Uh, most months, they've been pretty close to maxing out what I'm able to make. Um, you know, I mean, being a nano brewery in my garage, my my monthly production is, if I'm really pushing all cylinders, I can do 36 barrels a month. But really, time-wise, the constraints and, you know, sometimes the beer doesn't want to work with you and you have to go by the beer's timeline. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's more like 20 to 24 barrels was a realistic production, which, you know, for a lot of breweries, that's one batch or not even a full batch, but, uh, you know, being small and not having any overhead as a nano brewery really made it possible to do. What kind of, uh, what do you, what would you say your direction and styles of beer you would like to go? Like, what are your favorite beers to make? What are you seeing that's selling? Are you kind of going with trends? Do you have a certain direction? Or are you going to be kind of be all across the board? We're drinking your Saison right now. Uh, I love the body on it and the yeast characteristics. Fantastic. Yeah, neither of us are huge Saison guys. And we're both like, this is really good. Yeah, this is great. I love the body in it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, it's really, I, I, number one, I make beers that I want to drink. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I didn't make a Saison for several years because I didn't fully appreciate it. And I wasn't really a Saison guy and it wasn't something I wanted to drink. 
And then just through continually trying new styles and trying good examples and, uh, you know, I, I, my appreciation for it began to grow where it got to the point that I was like, oh, this is something I would actually want to drink. And so at that point, I felt comfortable making something. But really, I mean, my brewing style is mainly focused on whatever style I'm making. I want it to be a reflection of uh, the Northwest. So, you know, hops tend to dominate a lot of things because that's one of the, you know, continuing characteristics of the Northwest, I think. And so, you know, our Kolsch has a little more hops than most people would see. You know, there's people that have, and they're like, oh, well, that's too hoppy to be a Kolsch. And I'm like, well, it's it's a Northwest Kolsch. So, you know, we, we do a big Citra in the Whirlpool to kind of give it a little bit of that West Coast feel um, while trying to, you know, keep the body similar to a... Uh, traditional Kolsch. It's the Kolsch the um, way I want it. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's my Kolsch. So if you like it, great. And if you don't, like, well... Kick rocks. Yeah, who cares? Right. Yeah. Is there, yeah a silver I mean, li- is there a silver lining to all this so far for you guys? Uh, I think so. The, uh, I mean, the delivery's been huge. We have people that, you know, like at first, you know, all the deliveries were people we knew through social media, friends and family and things like that. And it's it's getting to the point where, you know, we're getting like some really great orders from people that, you know, they say like, Oh, you know, I, I, I remember seeing you at the nano fest last year and I'm really liking it. So I was excited to find your beer. finally. And so I think it's just the nature of, uh, how everything's happening. It's real. People are focused on small businesses. They're focused on places they want to see survive when this is all done. And just kind of seeing the outpouring of people so far, um, you know, it doesn't take a lot of total daily sales for us to hit what we need at minimum to cover all our costs. And uh, so far, we've been hitting those every single day. Um, so I think just the encouragement that, you know, we've we've got our little tiny corner of a niche that we've uh, found some fans and some people that believe in us and, you know, that we didn't know before two weeks ago that are now uh, supporters and sharing our story with other people and telling their friends. And so just, I think kind of seeing the uh, really small scale of uh, the neighborhood support has been huge for us. How do you think, let's see, when this is all said and done, not just for you guys, but do you, how do you think this will change the beer landscape, if at all? Uh, I think the, I think the neighborhood pubs, whether it's the neighborhood brewery, you know, like, you know, Breakside's Deacon location, for example, or, you know, the, the Oregon public house, like the, the neighborhood places that are there and have, you know, did everything they can to keep people employed and things like that. I think people are really going to come out and support those places even more where it's, you know, I just, I see people realizing the value of those local businesses and how much they miss them once you're not allowed to go to them. And so I, I just see a big return to like the public house is, you know, a space for everyone to gather and to, you know, realize, you know, so many of our differences really aren't that different. And we're able to, you know, share a beer together and yeah, just that's what really matters in life. And I, I see a, you know, a, that's kind of where I think it's going to, we're going to come out. I mean, those are the things I'm missing right now. An Irishman once told me that all things can be settled over a pint. Yes. <laughs> yep. 
Andy Shaw well, joining us very, here on Beers on Us. He is, the, he is the founder of Brewery 26. And uh, I'm supposed to ask you about a guy named Zeph. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm intrigued now. Is there is there a story behind a guy named Zeph? <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was a, kind of a, it was a funny story in a little bit. Um, kind, kind of a bad ending, but something I'm able to really laugh at uh, my brother-in-law about. There was one of the locations we looked at um, that we were interested in leasing. Um, someone had an appointment to look at it right after us, and he was, yeah, we we felt like he was kind of lurking and almost like we like we weren't able to really talk with the landlord privately. It felt like, and uh, so you know at the time, and you know we found out the next day that someone else leased the building, so it wasn't even a big deal. And uh, we kind of knew like it was a pretty hot spot people were wanting. So, anyways, opening night, um, first night open in our tap room, and uh, you know our architect is there. He came out to support us and had some beers and he had a work meeting that he ended up scheduling there just to you know, bring in some more people on opening night. And so we get to, I get to talking to this guy and I realized he was the one who looked at the space right after us, but I didn't have a chance to tell Keith. And then, so the guy came up and I started to tell him, Oh, Keith, this is who got the spot that we're looking at. And then Keith immediately jumped in to talk about, you know, like, oh, man, we couldn't believe it. When we were looking at this spot, there was this guy that wouldn't leave us alone. And he was, just, <laughs> like, over our shoulder. And he had this stupid hat, and he uh, had a stupid-ass name. And then the guy just says, like, oh, like, he, he, he knew who he was. And then he tells Keith, like, his name. And then at that minute, you see everything click in Keith's head where he's like, I just told this guy he has a stupid name to his face made fun of him <laughs> on opening night like how can this get any worse and it was just one of those things where it's like well sometimes you know you gotta keep your mouth shut <laughs> i was thinking zeph's kind yeah. of an interesting cool name i wouldn't i wouldn't have gone stupid name <laughs> but if he had a stupid yeah, hat and a stupid face and a stupid attitude <laughs> yeah i think it was just uh kind of a combination it was a spot that keith really liked and he was really hoping we could get so i think there was a little bit of that in there and i, I don't i don't fully understand sometimes you know he's been known to say something without fully realizing the ramifications of what he's saying but all that to say you know he's a he's a great guy loves people and but sometimes his uh his mouth can go a little faster than his brain but you know i think we all find ourselves in that spot sometimes Andy Shaw, founder of Brewery 26 here on Beers and Us. Uh, when things are open again, you can find them on Southeast Powell and 59th. That's where the tap room is. And then I'm assuming that you guys will still be able to get that Ankeny and Southeast 8th space uh, once this is all said and done, I hope, for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're, we're confident. We've had some uh, landlords being really gracious to us, helping us uh, make sure that, you know, we don't get underwater at all on it. And so he and his partner have been great to us so we're we're confident that you know we're hoping for summer but you know as soon as as soon as we can get in there and get our work done you know we're planning to get that spot open so well we got beer of the week coming up next and uh one of your beers won gold at the nano beer festival it is the oregon sun hazy ipa and we will be drinking that next so we're very excited to drink that andy and thanks uh for the beer that you sent to us the saison is fantastic i'm not a saison fan this is a great beer so Props for you, props to you guys. 
All right. Yeah. Thank you much. You know, thank you so much for having us on. Uh, it's just, you know, it's a great way that, you know, for us to get our name out a little bit as well as just further support the local beer community. So much, much appreciation. Absolutely. Hopefully the canning sales keep going well for you guys and we'll uh, catch you down the road. All right. Yeah. Sounds great. Thanks, Mike. Beer of the Week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Barrel Lake Brewing. Drink. Punk Rock. Punk time? Punk, punk rock, rock time. Punk Rock time, IPA. Drink. Again. I know. More. They Keep de- drinking. They deliver, but I might just, because I don't have anything better to do, just drive down there and pick it up. <laughs> drink uh okay so beer of the week today god i haven't had their beer in so long drink it's been like two weeks drink drink it right now i had their beer this weekend drink again <laughs> where did you where did you have their beer you new bought seasons. it at new seasons yeah barrel has a ton of beer at new seasons there were like seven options there i'm gonna go to barrel and buy my beer from them okay well grocery stores have made their money i'm sorry that i don't live near barrel at all <laughs> oh because of all the busy uh, how busy you are with your life these days we I'm are still, two people that still work. Yeah, full we're still time. working every day almost. <laughs> the only day I have off is Saturdays. So yeah, I still have three jobs. <laughs> three? Yeah, I work at the brewery, this little ditty, and you know our crappy baseball radio oh, show. That's two jobs. What? You work at you work at the radio station twice. What? <laughs> okay, I only got two jobs. Um. All right. So three I'll, topics? No, dude. No, no. It's like a pie chart. Yeah. One's in the middle. <laughs> it's, it's, the radio's it, in the middle because it's beer on the left, it's sports on the right, and the radio's in the center. Yes, exactly. That, that's a that's a Venn diagram, uh, not a pie chart. Yeah, there you go, Venn diagram. Thanks, bud. <laughs> I oh, was crap. like, I was like, <laughs> pie chart has something in the middle. <laughs> See, math is really easy for us. Can't you tell? <laughs> um, all right. So our beer of the week is a Brewery Twenty Six beer. This is the one that won gold at the Nano Brewfest. It is a hazy, so... It is a hazy. Full disclosure, we do not like hazies if this is your first time listening. Um, <laughs> if this is your first time listening, thanks. Welcome. Yes, welcome. We're glad to have you. Uh, you have 84 episodes to go back and listen to, so... <laughs> you lucky dog. Chop, chop, chop. Let's go. Let's get started. I I can't even go back and listen to them all. Well, that's because you've done them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was it's there. more of like a, man, I sound terrible kind of thing. Cool story, bro. I was already there. <laughs> yeah, you idiot. Why were you talking about that, moron? Oh, you like Grains of Wrath? Weird. <laughs> that's like episode two. Uh, we're at Grains of Wrath in Camas, <laughs> Washington, a new burgeoning brewery out here. They get mentioned like 70 more times over yeah. the next 85 episodes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but this one gold at the uh, Nano Beer Festival is called Oregon Sun New England IPA or Hazy IPA. Um, we have been fairly open with trying hazies on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We do tend to avoid it if we can, but we have not been like never drinking hazies ever. And because it's one gold, this this uh, made sense to us to make this our beer of the week. Yeah. Um, if you are a hazy fan, I would recommend trying it because uh, I'm assuming it is. A, well, a they're delivering, mm-hmm. uh, so you can certainly order it from them. But this has its own unique can. Some of these do not have their their specific labels on it. So this is obviously out there on shelves as well for places that are still open. I like the package. I think it looks nice. I do too. I kind of like I kind of like the branding in general. I like that it's the the Portland on the side. Mm-hmm. All the cans have that on there, at least that have uh their own labels. It's cool. It's it's sleek. I enjoy it. Um so that is the beer of the week. We will be trying a hazy. And uh or again, we don't love hazies, but we try to be as as honest and fair 
as possible. It doesn't look like garbage, so that's a big plus. It looks like a New England IPA. In terms of like, it's not like opaque or chalky looking. Right. Or, it doesn't look like there's pulp floating around. Yeah, it. yeah. And it, it looks like it's liquid. You know, some of them, they just, they got that just, they just the stale look to them. This one's not so bad. This one's like a, it looks like beer is the, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. It looks like beer, not juice. Yes. I think that's a good key. Um, Ooh. Yeah. The aroma's nice. Yeah. I just took my first sip. I mean, it's a hazy. But it's it's one of those mild ones where you get the haze, but you still get the hops at the end, and it's drinkable. I like it uh, for for a hazy. I like it. I do. This this is more the style of hazy that I can drink that I appreciate because it it's not giving me that overly sweetened pulpy flavor. I still get the hop character, especially towards the back end of the taste, and it has a good good aroma. You're right. Yeah, um, it's a little sweet for me. Is it? Yeah, but that's kind of my that's kind of my thing about everybody, all the hazies. So it's nothing. I feel like the hop character really kind of cuts that though. Like it middle palate, you kind of get the bitterness on it as well. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this is definitely better than ninety percent of the hazies I have out there. So that's a plus. Um, let's see here. The sun in Oregon is often clouded. This IPA is also clouded. Jumping on the hazy bandwagon, we brewed this to complement our sunshine or lack of to match. Hopped with Columbus, Centennial, El Dorado, and Mosaic. This will surely satisfy your taste buds. Thank you for telling me what, what hops, hops are in this. Yes, bravo. How difficult was that? Um, what is, oh, it's not. What is Columbus hops? I've never heard of that It's before. just a classic C hop. Is that a classic C? Mm-hmm. I never see that. Columbus, ever. Centennial, Cascade, Chinook, Citra. All of those other ones I see, Columbus mm-hmm. I don't see. Oh, yeah. It, is there a reason for that? I don't know. I think Columbus is used quite frequently. It's just not... People don't say what they use. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that and I think Columbus is used in in different aspects too. I think it can be used as a as a body hop or a of a, a bittering hop. It's not necessarily like a, a showcase featured hop. I really I'm like I'm, a Centennial or an El Dorado or a Moshek, which are also in this beer. I, I'm not trying to be like over the top kind about this. This is a hazy that I would drink. Again, I would never order it because it's a hazy. But if I was given a hazy or an option of hazies only, this is one that I would drink. It is it is so much more palatable than the juice bombs that you will get elsewhere. I would agree. And I get the bitterness of the hops in the middle of the palate. I get the hop at the end of the palate as well. It has a good smell to it. Um, this is not my favorite style of beer. But then again, as you heard in the interview, we drank a Saison, which is neither of our favorite styles of beer either. And we both enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. So, um, so after, far, after so couple, far, very good. After a couple more tastes, sips of it, the bitterness the hop, really kind of starts. The hop out. character is there. I would like the BUs to be up just a little bit, but I don't know. We laugh about this at Breakside that every beer you have, the BUs could jump up a little bit more. But um, I think that's a lot of the like in industry guys, but people mm-hmm. who just drink beer, right? They don't want the IBUs that right, high. right. That's why Hazy's got so popular. Mm-hmm. I I do think the hop character in this is pretty nice, yeah. and, it, and it sits there right in the mid palate. Which kind of I think speaks to a lot of your your design pros and cons is what what's the flavor like in the body in the mid palate like is there good is there good action there because I think it's so easy to just have front and end flavor and the body can kind of just like nah, yeah. a little bit little bit well the saison had a great uh, mid palate yeah. this has a great mid-palate. I, I think the mid palate on this beer is really cool so gold yeah it is <clears throat> it's like <clears throat> I thought it was kind of sweet but it. <clears throat> Excuse me, geez. 
It uh, coronavirus. Yeah, right. It it's it finished kind of sweet, but as I as my palate sits here without any anything on it, it's drying out my mouth. So that's a plus. Yeah, I think that makes it a. I mean, you love the dried out. I love dried out stuff. Yeah, and the because it makes me want more. Exactly. So there it is. That is our beer of the week this week. It is the Oregon Sun New England IPA from Brewery Twenty Six. What a cool tap takeover we did today. It is. It's cool. <laughs> I mean. We've been in a studio, yeah. but uh, it's cool. I'm glad that they reached out because it's giving me the idea moving forward because I don't know how long this is going to last. Right. That we can still do our takeovers just with places that are delivering cans. Yeah. And we can just drink the beer that way and yeah. interview them over the phone and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and I think it'll it'll give us a chance to hopefully do this with some smaller people too. Yeah. Because so as, as fun as like a Deschutes takeover would be, it might be more fun to do a Montevilla. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm even going smaller than Montevilla. I mean, if, if you know of any of these nano breweries that you think have amazing beer and are really kind of popping or growing, let us know. Everybody at some point started as a nano. Yes, that Unless is true. you just had money. Unless you were, like, worthy. It's like, I'm going to open up this fancy new place with all these dollars I've got. But did they not have somebody? I mean, the brewer was probably brewing in his, in his garage, Yeah, right? maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyone who brews big has to brew small spurt. Small yeah. first. Yeah. So there it is. That is our episode this week for Brewery 26. Go Fun check one. them out when they open back up. But remember, they are doing deliveries as well. So check them out online and on social media, and you can try some of their beers. Yeah, they gave us some other ones, too, just to kind of – I don't know if these are all six they have available, but we had the Saison, the uh, Pofo Pale, and now this, the Oregon Sun New England IPA. They also gave us a Crispy Clean IPA at 7.2%. I'm excited to try that. The West Kolsch, which uh, you heard in the interview, uh, Andy said that they really hopped it because that's what he likes, hence the name West Kolsch. A mm-hmm. um, bunch of citra, he said, was added in the Whirlpool. And then Silent Rock is their stout at 7.2%, so a little beefy of a stout. Um, I'm sure Mike will destroy this and report back. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, all right, so again... We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants with all this. We're not really sure what we're doing week by week, but we will be here uh, every single week. Next week, I might be out of town. Okay. I'm not 100% sure what flights are looking like and what's happening, but we will release it a day early next week, if possible. Um, but we will uh, we'll bring you podcasts every single week as we move forward, and um, we will be here for you, trying to be as, as normal beer drinkers as possible to help get you through quarantine if you are stuck at home we appreciate you guys listening seriously and and we will see you next week traces we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.